Israeli troops have cut Gaza in half and are expected to enter Gaza City either today or tomorrow. The Hamas-run Gaza Health Ministry now reporting more than 10,000 dead in the conflict. Joining us to talk about the latest and what's expected in the days ahead, we're joined this morning by Elliot Tepper, Distinguished Senior Fellow at the Norman Patterson School of International Affairs at Carleton University. Good morning to you, Elliot. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. Good morning, Sue and Andy. Pleasure to have you on once again. Uh, we appreciate your knowledge. And, you know, with what's happening now, it looks like Israeli troops will move into Gaza from two fronts. We know the Israeli military, well-armed, everything is well-planned out. What is their end goal here in this process? Well, it's uh, been stated from the outset, they have two goals. The first is that Hamas will be removed as the governing force in Gaza. They will no longer be... Uh, the government there at all, and they will be degraded militarily to the point where they will never again be an existential threat to Israel. That's been the stated goals. That's the operation that we're seeing right now surrounding Gaza City is just one more systematic step forward in that process. All right, so yeah, we're looking at the end goal, looking ahead, but how about looking back for the past few days, biggest developments in the war over the weekend? What would you deem those developments, Elliot? Uh, well, first of all, everybody's horrified by what's going on, myself included. Uh, but we have to remind ourselves that we are basically watching the Hamas playbook continue to roll out as they intend. Uh, they, This is a well-established pattern. It's just this time they're not... Uh, the Israelis say they're not going to get away with it. The pattern has been all along that they do something, uh, uh, committed an atrocity. They have embedded themselves thoroughly in the population of Gaza, next to schools, underneath hospitals, uh, and so forth, in residential places. They're terror tunnels, as it's called. The underground infrastructure is highly developed, so the uh, it's, it's difficult to put it this way, but basically their Hamas has pay, played a very cynical game, very successfully in the past, and we're seeing it now, where they leave the civilian population of Gaza uh, open to the retribution that they themselves have invited, and they themselves, their senior leaders hide underground in, their, in those uh, tunnels, and their actual leaders, their political leaders, are nowhere near there at all. They're, they're in <laughs> Qatar and they're in Turkey living very opulent lives. And in fact, we've gotten some National Post reporting on just how wealthy Hamas is. So we're learning much more about Hamas, but we're not hearing much about them in the tragedy that they themselves have planned on and that is successfully unrolling in front of us. And that's the horrible part of all of this, isn't it, Elliot? I mean, like you said, I, I think the world is watching with horror in so many different ways. I mean, Hamas went into Israel. It was an, a just a, almost unbelievable attack. And now with Israel bombing to try and take Hamas out and the lives that are being lost of, you know, just everyday Gazans, it's just, I, I think, you know, what do you, what, how do we even look at that and, and be able to sort of, you know, figure out how we we kind of fall is there a side in this uh, i think the side should be that the people of the region should not be sub subject to the to the terrorist states uh, terrorist organizations which are imposed upon them the people of gaza need to uh, need to no longer have hamas or islamic jihad the people of lebanon should no longer fear that this kind of fury is going to be once again visited upon them by Hezbollah, and the people of Iran 
uh, no longer should have to worry about the Ayatollahs bringing, as very might well happen, uh, retribution against the behavior of their of their government. These are these are all. I don't know how to call them. They're being called in the press death cults. Uh, these, they want to eliminate Israel as a state. They do not want a two-state solution. They want to eliminate uh, Jews from the whole region, and they are taking steps to make that happen. What we are seeing is the visible surface elements of all that. But the people of the region really need to be freed of this kind of um, genocidal cults that want to impose... I don't caliphats, or, or they want to be sure that it's their version of uh, of uh, governance is imposed on people who are paying the cost mm. for what they are doing. Speaking this morning with Elliot Tepper, distinguished senior fellow at the Norman Patterson School of International Affairs at Carleton University, and and Elliot, uh, diplomacy has that ship sailed, or is there any chance for diplomacy at this point? Oh, there will be diplomacy. Diplomacy is going on right now behind the scenes. But diplomacy, for, for what ends? I think there's multiple goals here. The first is to deal with the humanitarian crisis, which is a fomented and planned for crisis as part of the strategic goals of Hamas. Uh, we, there's diplomacy at the, at the most visible level going on there. We need humanitarian corridors. We need to find a way to get material in. Israel has said, you haven't paid attention. We've actually had two humanitarian corridors already, and we're also trying to get people out of the north of Gaza down to the south. So that diplomacy is going on. Intense diplomacy has to be on the hostage situation, because what Israel has said all along, there's a deal on the table here. Uh, Israel said, after being attacked, we're putting Gaza under siege. We are going to put them under siege until our hostages are returned. And that offer is still on the table. That offer was just made once again. Uh, by Netanyahu saying when when President Biden's envoy went there, the Secretary of State saying, you know, you have to do something. They're saying, yes, we will, you know, release our hostages and uh, all the water taps and all the electricity and all that will come back on. So there's that diplomacy, hostage diplomacy. And then there's the longer range diplomacy of what about the day after? Uh, assuming that Israel succeeds in eliminating Hamas as a, either a government or as a a military force, a threatening military force, what's going to happen to Gaza? And I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes on that. A lot of talk right now, <laughs> Sue and Andy, on having a multinational Arab and Muslim force come in because it's known, you know, Israel can't, does not wish to govern. They say, we want, we want these guys gone, but we don't want to be there. Mm. So there's a lot of diplomacy on the day after, a lot of speculation. Uh, there's a lot of comment that you know, the, um, <laughs> the, the, the neighboring states really don't have a high regard, let us say, for the quality of the governance that has, is visible around them in the Palestinian movement. There's also that. But the bigger picture, the big diplomacy is how do you keep this from spreading and becoming, you know, an unintentional wider war or an intentional wider war that could really lead to who knows uh, what, unpredictable results once the dogs of war are released. The U.S. has sent aircraft carriers to stabilize the situation, but this is a highly unstable, unstable region, and Hamas has violently kicked over that apple cart. It just is a, a horrific situation as we continue to watch things unfold and, and see you know, how things will move down the road. Thank you so much for keeping us updated. Always appreciate your time. Oh, thank you.
Thanks. Elliot Tepper is a distinguished senior fellow at the Norman Patterson School of International Affairs at Carleton University.